shit every time it's worth 45 seconds in right now that's worth my cat buddha bing bong oh, fucking life <laughs> <laughs> yes welcome to ball sports podcast it's the podcast with balls about balls we're your host i'm buddha it's willie and it's joe byron byron <laughs> so baby take me out to dinner Hey yo! <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's now like a big factor full of facts. Bing bong! All right. Oh yeah, <laughs> good evening, with you, sir. <laughs> Episode two twelve. Bro, that's all we on, bit. I thought we were like two twenty five, bit. Dude, we keep taking, we keep taking fucking weeks off for holidays and shit. <laughs> hey, we lit, bro. And Christmas right around the corner. We about to miss like two weeks. For oh, that we, yeah, we, we, like, we about to disappear that. for like two weeks in a row. No cap. <laughs> <laughs> like, we oh, might as well. Is that Christmas? Fuck your life. They, they, they might as well just say, um, "Balls the December issue, bit." Right. Oh, you slid. They might get they might get lucky and get some episodes though because the holidays is on like a Saturday or whatever. So you, we, we might we might could we might can make something happen. Man, yeah, we might live, we might could have man. everybody there. Or oh, except Willie 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 would be. Oh Willie, you're not coming back to the crib again, ain't it? No, y'all won't see me for like another four years. <laughs> Wait, I'll see you in February, <laughs> Jit. Oh oh yeah, yeah. I'm getting married. You better be at the damn well. Like tighten up, bro. Bro, what's up with you, cuz? You been, hey, oh, been tying up. It's funny today, bro. No cap. Tying up. Yeah. Anyways, let's fucking talk about sports before I get mad. I'm already mad, bro. Uh, all right. So, to recap last week's... We're going to start with the NFL, by the way. Yeah, recap, NFL, uh, bro. To recap last week, Thanksgiving week. <laughs> oh, hope y'all had a good Thanksgiving, by the way. I did have a good Thanksgiving, bro. Thanks for asking. Good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Frick, did you have a good Thanksgiving, Willie? Yes, it was wonderful. You better had. You nice. better had had a good Thanksgiving. Nice. The um, freak. So we had three Thanksgiving football games. Um, it's my one of my favorite parts of Thanksgiving, just being able Every to sit around and watch football. Every single one of them games made me mad, bro. Uh, not sure why, but okay. Um, so we'll start things off with the Bears Keeping the Lions winless, uh, being like sixteen to fourteen. The Lions had a chance. They, they had did, a baby. chance, man. It's just they did, baby. They couldn't make it happen. Um, I blame Willie, honestly. Oh, hundred percent. This is Willie's fault, without a doubt. Like, there's no big fact. There's literally no other reason. There, like, you can't think. <laughs> well, of for the Lions other... to be this bad, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. There's no other logical reason that they're this bad, bro. 
outside of it being your fault. No cap. I'm pretty sure you had them going 10 and 0, bro. To start I the year. I thought it was eight. I thought I'm it was eight. Pretty sh- no, I'm pretty sure it was 10 in a row. <laughs> bro, you, you had them boys really sliding out here. And here they are. Oh, 10 and 1. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my is, God. You made that sound you. so bad. Oh, he shook his ass, boy. You yeah. are the new you are the new Madden curse. Wow. People just people just don't people uh, just don't know about it yet. Oh I'm worse gosh. than the Mannings. Bro. Yo. What if every oh. year what if what if every uh, year we do huh. this? What if every year we do this? Like the team that he says is gonna be his, his surprise team actually ends up being garbage. Oh, we're gonna have to keep tracking this. This is definitely something we're gonna have to track from now on. For sure. That's gonna that's gonna be amazing. Willie, like if you do that, like I'm gonna <laughs> purposely tell you. To like every year, say that like the Dolphins is gonna be the surprise team. Oh, like God. every year. Oh, that's <laughs> fucked up. The Dolphins are my guys this year. Yes, Willie. Yes, Dolphins, yes. Willie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Today I picked the Dolphins. So, or, we could, or we or we could back and forth and like for Buddha say we could say like the Chiefs or the Chargers. You know. Right. Yeah, Justin yes. Herbert and um, Patrick Mahomes in the Dyers up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, I, bro, like, because, like, they're not going to be bad anytime soon, bro. You know what's crazy? Like, I used to be, I used to be the dark one on this show, but yo, whoa, Willie. Hey, whoa. <laughs> you guys, bro, I know you guys. <laughs> whoa. Hey, my hands, listen, my hands are whoa, up. Willie. Like, I am not. <laughs> I know this you is. I know are... this isn't. I know this is an audio uh, medium, but for the folks listening, <laughs> Nels and I both have our hands up right now because we are just shocked at the <laughs> words that were spoken from Willie. We. Bro. This is. He does not speak on behalf of Ball Sports Podcast. Big his fact. thoughts. What his thoughts is. and opinions are his. Are own. his alone? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yo, I wish nothing but the best for Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert. Jesus. I just hope oh I hope that they fold when they play the Raiders. But other than that, I hope they're that's, good. That's really about it, bro. We didn't want no more than that, bro. Juju vibes, you know the vibes, bro. man. We, we, Willie's on his own, bro. Whoo. Okay, I don't know how we're gonna bounce back Holy from that. Holy Spirit, activate. Hey. Activate. Hey. Activate. Holy hey. Spirit, activate. Activate. Hey. Activate. Hey. All right, we're good. Run All right. It. Bet. Let's make it happen. All right, so (laughs) (laughs) moving right along, um, the Raiders beat the Cowboys 36-33 in overtime. Um, Crazy back-and-forth game, a million penalties, um, but they were being called on both sides. Uh, I think – Willie, do you know what the count was offhand? 28 penalties. Anthony Brown had the most – I don't mean to interrupt y'all. We're going to go back to I just wanted to say, because I know I'm going to forget. We're obviously watching Thursday Night Football. Yes. And they just showed like a like a scene or like a white, whatever they want to call it, of like majority of the Saints players in street clothes. Holy yeah. shit. Okay, continue. It's nuts. No, it's <laughs> Their whole team. Their entire team is out. <laughs> Their whole team. It's really, okay. it's really bad. <laughs> what the hell? It, if, All right. if, if the Cowboys <laughs> somehow lose this game, oh, Oh, they, they, they it's can't gonna live be it rough. This year. Can't live it's gonna this be year. rough. Go ahead, but anyways, I apologize. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Um, there was 28 penalties. Anthony Brown um, had the most defensive pass interference in the game ever. 
Hey, yeah, Carr, Carr was smart by continuously going over there because they kept calling him four times. That's um, nuts. And then it was right? the yeah, huh? I don't know pass interference. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And this was the most watched um, NFL game since 1990. Yeah, the most watched regular season NFL game. That makes that makes that makes sense because it's the Cowboys and it's the Raiders. Right now, although the Raiders not yet anyway, the Raiders I don't think are in the top five anymore as far as most profitable organizations in the NFL, but their fan base is massive, and you know the Cowboys fan base is also very massive. Yeah, and you know. The Raiders are an interesting organization because I think the reason why they don't make as much money as they need to but have that huge fan base is because they have fan bases in three major metropolitan areas, which is L.A. and Oakland, San Francisco and Las Vegas. So you have fans from Las Vegas and Oakland, California and Oakland, San Francisco and Los Angeles watching this game. And in Dallas, I mean... Whether we love or hate the Dallas Cowboy organization, the one thing we've got to say, <clears throat> they got fans everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and the people that hate them still watch them because right. it is the Cowboys, bro. Like, they're, they're, they're that organization. It's them. It's the Yankees. It's the Lakers. Am I missing anybody? I don't think so. Nah, right? Those are the three teams really, like, love them or hate them, you're going to watch them on TV. So, right. Fuck it. That, well, that that was the perfect mixture to their two decent teams. Thanksgiving right. prime time. Well, well, I think I think what also helped matters because I'd be interested to see like what the breakdown is of those numbers of when the view started coming in because I definitely think the fact that it was a good game helped as well because I feel like for so many years we just keep seeing these trash games on Thanksgiving like blowouts. blowouts and yeah, I, was like, say, well, I was gonna say blowouts because if, yeah. if, you're, if it's your team, if it's your exactly, around, if it's your great, team, it's great, but if you're game. if you're a casual person who like doesn't watch football like that or doesn't have a favorite team, like if it's like a blowout, mm-hmm. I'm turning the TV off. I'm gonna try to find something else because this isn't fun to me anymore. But when it's a like when it's a shootout, a genuine shootout, like. Yeah, shit gets fun. Facts. I don't know, but um, I'm in agreement with that, my friend. Yeah, shout out to the Raiders though. Uh, made made for a happy Thanksgiving for me, which I appreciated. Um, and then that night, back to what we're used to seeing: the Bills destroyed the Saints, thirty-one to six. The Saints, like we were just alluded to, they everybody's injured for that team. Um, Willie, you said how many starters was it? They're down fourteen starters. Four. 14 starters. 14 out of 22? Yeah, that is yeah. that is that is bananas as fuck. <clears throat> That's wild. So, um yeah, there's not <laughs> that they're not going to be doing much for the rest of the year it looks like cuz there's only a few weeks left, so um we will keep it pushing. There is a few weeks left, huh? Mhm. Wait, no, that there's eight games so quick. Though, Oh, there, is there eight, really? Yeah, because remember, there's Jeez. 17 games. Oh, there's six weeks left in the season. Six oh, weeks. six weeks. Oh, I mean, as six, long as this season games. is, that feels like a few weeks, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so there's, okay, there's still time. Still, there's still a good amount of football left to be played. Bro, you think the Saints are going to get out of five and six and do what? Win 10 games? 11? No way. No. No way. Absolutely not. 
I mean, not unless Taysom Hill just all of a sudden I mean, something what works worth, out. For what it's worth, the first drive, he did go five for six for about 40 yards. I mean, they missed the field goal, but Taysom Hill literally is standing in his pocket and delivering a pass. So I don't know, man. We'll see what they know. can put together. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Sucks. if Michael Thomas was in the game or Alvin Kamara, I would you know, consider some other things. Right. This is this is facts. I mean, I would. I mean, them sitting Alvin Kamara or them taking the time that they need might actually help them in the long run. Um, the NFC South, outside of outside of Tampa Bay, is is winnable. Those are winnable games. So, I mean, and then, like, they're playing NFC East teams, too. So, I mean, honestly, the, the Saints can get back healthy in a relatively quick amount of time. They might be okay. Right. They might be okay. This is this is obviously optimistically speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got you. Um, the Bengals beat the Steelers 41-10. to 10. Steelers are done. Uh, Big Ben's Big done. Big Ben is done. Yeah. Nah. It's over yeah. with. Um, the Bucks beat the Colts 38-31 uh, really good game uh, Carson Wentz had a good game uh, I was watching Hard Knocks today um, and you, you remember Nels when I told you after the, the first episode um, the in the first episode the they were focusing on families a lot, mm-hmm. right? More yes. so than than what's going on. Yeah. Um, well, in the um, uh, uh, most recent episodes, it's been all football. Like they haven't really been dealing with the family stuff, except for a little bit this past week because it was Thanksgiving. So, but even then, they were really sh- they were just showing. Um, the corner on the team, I, I want to say Kenny Moore Jr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they were showing him having Thanksgiving because, you know, they do a lot of charity work and stuff. Right. And um, he was kind of spending a lot of time with this kid who had cancer. And um, the kid passed away June of mm-hmm. last year. Right. Um. And this Thanksgiving, he went and actually just had Thanksgiving with that boy's family. family? Oh, wow. Mm. That's real. Um, I mean, you know, if, if, if athletes can, uh, can definitely make a difference, and that's one of the ways that they can is those little things. Yeah, so, like, it was, it was cool to see that. But Hard Knocks, honestly, I never need to see another preseason Hard Knocks again. Don't care for it. This is interesting to watch because you're watching them practice and plan for meaningful football. Yeah, where shit like, actually matters. We're not caring about not just for we're not caring about these fringe players trying to make a team like this is meaningful football they're playing. This is November football, December football that we're about to get for the rest of the year and stuff. Right. Like all of these games matter and the fact that they actually have a shot like that's right. what that's what I really enjoy. Yeah, being able to pick, or the, able to pick a team. the Colts can genuinely get make it to the playoffs. So it's it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, you got to pick a team that's going to be in the playoff fight because it's going to make the shows more interesting to watch. Especially after yes. the game is done, like when the game's finished, where you're like, "Damn, I can't wait to see how they prepared for this one." 
You know what I mean? Right. Like, I can't wait to see how they prepare or how they do this or how they do that. Like, that's going to be, yeah, for sure. I agree. That's going to be really interesting yeah. to see. Jonathan Taylor is incredibly humble of a, of a person. Like, Facts. Like, I, I noticed that, like, he's very quiet and soft-spoken in the practice rooms. You know, they're whenever they're boosting him up and giving him another game ball because, you know, he's balling out. Or uh, this past week he was presented a, a prize from Nickelodeon because um, he was their slime time player of the week or whatever. Like, he's very humble and reserved and quiet about it. And, like, the man just here to work. So, like, yeah. I, I hope he does well, man. Like, yeah, it's hard. So he just won player of the month. Yeah, it, it's hard, and like it was my problem even with the preseason hard knocks is that it's hard not to get attached to certain players when you're watching the show. So like, right. I'm rooting for the Colts, even though I right. shouldn't be because they could potentially take a wild card spot from the Raiders. You right. know, like, but I'm I'm rooting for them because I I want to see these guys do well because like seeing how they get along with each other. Uh, fucking, uh, Darius Leonard is disgusting disgusting like they were doing a whole in-depth thing about his um his little peanut punch that he does every week to get the ball out it's been every fucking week bro yeah this man is hitting the ball out like he's 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 a prepared athlete bro refs are coming up during the game and like talk to him like hey how do you do that punch thing man what like what is that stuff like like (laughs) like it's it's cool to see man it's cool an evolved. It's a. It's an evolved version of uh, the peanut. The, the peanut Tillman. It's. 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 It's similar to, but it's the, what makes it better than than peanuts is peanut used to like uppercut at it. Like you could see it coming. Like mm-hmm. like Leonard's is like a quick jab. He's yeah, like he's that strong. Coming. It's just like hey, you know. He I mean? said. I think, he said he boxes in the off season. Yeah. Oh, they, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. and that's why it's so precise, and, and it's 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 it yeah. Works. You know what I mean? Because you were it's just as quick as it looks in in slow-mo. Like it's quick in slow-mo. You know what I mean? Like you'll watch mm-hmm. him do it and they'll show you the slow motion, and that punch is still relatively quick. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he does it like while he's diving, he does it while he's holding you up, he does it from a variety of different places. I mean, but that is I think he's channeling in a new form of linebacker. Where people yeah. are always concerned about linebackers getting tackles, well, why can't linebackers get turnovers? Right. You know what I mean? Why can't linebackers be ball hawks? Why can't linebackers risk a, 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 a form tackle for a fumble? Especially if they're good at it. I mean, he's right. risked quite quite a bit of tackles. Like if he misses some of these punches, you know, these players are picking up extra yards. Yeah, you know which which you, you know they talk about. Yeah, and he always says that he's going after the punch, you know. I don't blame and, him. And is that something to be upset about? Because like, what is what is a couple of yards of difference if you know if the other side of the coin is your offense getting the ball back? I'm not, I'm not arguing with it. You know, what I mean, I, I think he's he's channeling, he's ushering in a new a new form of, of linebacker. I think. Fuck it, go for the gusto. He's good. He's good. Um, and then on the flip side, Antonio Brown suspended for three games for misrepresenting his Yeah, We kind of saw that coming. I mean, I'll say this. So I am 
I just feel like at the end of the day, oh, man. situational awareness, bro. Like, I'm sure he's not the only one that's faking having a card or lying about of course him, not. You know, him doing a COVID shit or whatever. Because somebody else not, had brought but... up, somebody else had brought up like, oh, like Aaron Rodgers just did the same thing. And I'm like, not really. No. I mean, Aaron Rodgers just... lied, but he didn't fake documentation. He was he was not honest with yeah, the league. Exactly. Yeah. He was honest with the league about it. That's yeah. it, so that's it. that's number one. Number two, for what it's worth, Aaron Rodgers has never gotten in trouble with the league. I was about to say Antonio Brown so, like his fourth strike already. Right. Yeah. So there's that. <clears throat> so you I think like, thought it was only three games. Right. So Antonio Brown, for what it's worth. Yeah, I thought I thought it was gonna be more severe. Well, no, it can't be more severe because he's by far not the only player doing it. He's the only one that's public. Like the NFL knows that there's other players who are faking it. It's just that his happens to be public. That's the problem. Right. His trainer, Whoa. the trainer or whoever it was that was petty enough to do it, knew what they were doing. Like, all right, bet. Like, I think it was something petty too, like him not getting paid or them getting in an argument. And he's like, all right, bet. Like, cool, no worries. Watch what I do to you. Watch this. Right. Let me send this email right quick. Let me send this voicemail right quick. Let me get you right. Since you want to fuck around, let me take these three games away from you because I don't know if he's getting paid or not. No, you know it's unpaid. I mean? No, without pay. It's without pay. Yeah, so you see what I'm saying? So, like, at the end of the day, AB did it to himself twice. Like, why would you not have the person who knows your shit, you know what I mean, on your good side to not fuck you up? Number two, why don't you have the situational awareness to understand, like, bro, like, I'm fucked up right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I literally was the best wide receiver for a decade, and nobody gives me any props because I fucked up that bad. Literally. Name me a wide receiver better than Antonio Brown consistently from 2000 to 2010. You or can. 2010 I mean, to 2020, I'm sorry. I mean, you can't. We, and we, we never that. think about that, bro. We never talk about him. <clears throat> when we talk about best wide receivers from that era, we never talk about him. But he did I it to like himself. Part, I feel like, I, yeah, I was about to say, that falls on him. He did him. it to himself. Like, so, and and this, this, this continues that lining of behavior. Where it's like, bro, you are you are literally doing it to yourself. And not yeah. only that, think about it this way, because you brought attention to it, two more of your teammates got in trouble too, because the safety out, and then John Franklin, the dude who used to play for FAU, he out too. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah. He, he, he he's not even on the roster. Right, but no, well, he's practice squad. So technically oh, I did. technically. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he'll be in trouble. And even if he's not, yeah, I, I think he's like practice squad. Or I think like they still can punish you if you haven't if you've been on a roster within the last like year or something like that because you can still get picked up. So now they're like, all right, bet. Like if he gets picked up this year, he's got this mention to serve. Fuck it, type yeah. shit. But I think I think he's practice squad. But you know, like the AB thing, bro. Like I, I had some time to really think about it. You know what I mean? Because it's not just AB. I always like seeing the other perspective of like troubled stars or stars that got their own shit going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and it, this kind of behavior, it is indicative of him doing it to himself. No matter how you break it down. You know what I'm saying? And, and like I said, he is definitely not. And I mean, is by far, he is not the only player that's got a fake card. Trust oh, me. Oh, yeah. No chance. Trust me. But the NFL, I feel like the NFL is one of those, you know, they always say, like, protect the shield. 
You know what I mean? So I feel like the NFL, regardless of how they feel about you or whatever, they're going to do their best to kind of keep it under the rug until you let your dirt out. And then they're like, all right, well, we're here now. So we're going to have to throw, we're going to have to throw these fines at you. We're going to have to throw this suspension at you. Like, you know, we know you guys are fucking up and we're doing our best to keep it under wraps. But once it hits the, once it hits out, it hits out. Like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? And people are like, oh, that's fucked up. But I mean, like, hey, bro, it's a business. It is what it is. It is what it is. To, to kind of stay on the same lining, I know we're going to go to other games, but I really did want to mention this. And now we're talking about protecting the shield and all that other stuff. I don't know if you guys are paying attention. But, you know, this, this is exactly what's happening to Washington football team. You heard that uh, RG3 is about to come out with a book. Yeah. And the preliminary mm-hmm. title right now is surviving Washington. So he's going to talk about amongst other things like that kind of atmosphere, the the like misogynistic atmosphere that was there cuz remember when RG3 got there he was like married and like clean cut. Like he wasn't on that other shit. And think about it, it wasn't just him either. We know Alfred Morris from FAU and we knew he was like that Christian well put yeah, together yeah, yeah. humble background. So he's going to talk about that. And he's also going to talk about something that you and I talked about a long, 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 long time ago. He's going to talk about the mistreatment of that knee injury. Yes. He's going to talk about that. And I, t- I remember us talking that about that and being wild. like, there's, there's got to be more to it to why he was out on the field that game with his knee that had fucked up. Had no business. With that weather and everything, he had no business being out there. Mm-mm. You can't that blame playoff that game, right? You can't blame, yeah, you can't yeah. blame the player for that, bro. A player is always going to want to play. A 100%. player is always going to want to play. Yeah, so it's up to you as an owner to be like, all right, like, as bro. A, you went straight to the to the utmost of the hierarchy, bro. We could go like eight rings below that. We can go team doctor, yeah. coach, <laughs> assistant coach. Vice President of Personnel, Vice President of Operations, then the GM, then whatever other president you have before you even get to the owner. You know what I mean? And, like, that's what I mean. Like, you got to look at the owner in some kind of aspect and be like, yeah, bro, like, how did you not step in? Yeah. Because if I'm an an owner, I'm going to sit there and be like, moneymaker, bro. We're going to lose this playoff game because you're not playing it. Or I'm going to fire you. Exactly. Like tonight, right now, before this game even yeah. starts, I will fire your ass. Sit his ass down. <laughs> well, we see there they have a, they have a history of mistreatment though. Look at Trent Williams. Yep. Facts. Facts. They they try to tell this man, no, you don't have cancer. What? Exactly. I have cancer. <laughs> Literally goes to the doctor. They tell him he has cancer. What? Yeah, like what the fuck? That's wild. I'm I'm going to read that book. I'm going to read that book. That's nuts. For, as soon as that bit comes out, reading that bit, that's just wild. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's keep it moving. Um, so what were we talking about? Oh, that was Buck. Oh, Bucks Colts. Okay. So the Dolphins beat the Panthers thirty-three to ten. Uh, Cam got benched. It was not a good day in South Florida for him. Five for twenty-one, uh, two interceptions. Yeah, he's That's back why. on the bench. Um, 
I imagine he's probably starting this week, or they were on the. They might be on the. They'll bye. start. They'll they'll start him. They do have that. I think they do have a vibe, but regardless of the fact, they'll they'll start him back again. Backwards. They'll start him back again. All right. Um. Animals. Dog, that's what I'm saying. I feel. I feel you, bro. I feel, I feel you. you. That's. I feel you. Great insight. Talk your shit. Go ahead, um, wait, wait, wait. Is that even a mutt, Willie? Is it? It's not a mutt. It's purebred. That's the husky, probably. Is it the husky? No, he's, he's a, yeah, he's a purebred dog. That's lit. Very yeah, expensive. Them, 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 them motherfuckers like the same boy. Um. All right, sure. The next game was the uh, the Patriots beat the Titans thirty six thirteen. Um, <clears throat> nose. Oh, thank you, thank you for providing me, providing me the uh, platform for me to speak on my team. Um, first and foremost, Mac Jones is doing a fantastic job. Yes, I is. will not take that away from him. However, he is not the main reason why we are winning. I do hope you guys know that this is a very Belichickian team, mm-hmm. and um, Belichick's teams have always been predicated on defense. Um, His championship winning teams have always been predicated on defense. Even those years when Tom Brady was going off and snapping, they were still predicated on defense. And this team is very much the same. They have a very solid secondary. And the difference between the, the teams this year and the past few years is, is that he actually has really good linebackers this year. The linebacking play is top-notch. So, you know, I will say this. I'm not going to call this a team a playoff team. Not yet. I'm not even going to call this team a potential Super Bowl contender. But what I will say is between the defense, the running game, and the efficient quarterback, this is the Super Bowl formula that Belichick has constructed for years. Um. The biggest difference here, and the reason why I will say it's not a Super Bowl contending team, is because I do still think, even in his younger years, Brady was a little bit more dynamic than Mac is, right? Even though this is technically Mac's first year playing, but rookie Tom Brady, he took more risks. He did, mm-hmm. for what it's worth. He took more risks. Mac is very safe. I don't know if that's in his nature, or maybe Belichick is just like, look, be safe, or we're going to have some problems. I don't know. But I, I feel like until I see a game... You told him to be safe till playoffs. Potentially. I mean, you never know. Like I, like I said, when I when I see a game where Mac is letting it rip, like legitimately letting it rip, like he's had his moments, because he, he's definitely... He definitely strikes me as a gunslinging quarterback. I do think he's playing within the system. But the day that I watch a game where he's legitimately letting that bitch rip, that's when I'll be like, all right. This sh- all right. This shit might be sweet now. <laughs> shit might be sweet because that's that's the one thing that's missing. Is like Even like when Brady was checked down Charlie, he mm-hmm. had his moments where he let that bitch rip. You know what I'm saying? And like that's I think that's the only element that's missing right now. I think we have a phenomenal run game. We have three running backs that can tote the rock very well. The receivers are good for the system because they can run the option routes. They're quick, they're multi-talented. 
You can do a lot of trick plays with them. They're able to run with the ball. They're able to catch pretty well. They might not be phenomenal athletes. They might not be tall, but they get the job done. And that defense is is phenomenal. Like, bro, how you lose Stephon Gilmore and then just instantly have his replacement two weeks right. later? Like that that to me, you know what I mean? That's that's phenomenal. And I and I wouldn't be shocked if he's one of the top candidates for coach of the year. Yeah. Yeah, no, you definitely gotta have him up there. It's, it's just it's a it's a really good job. Watching them, watching that team play, like I've said, I've said to you personally, Boot, I don't know if I've said it here on the podcast, but this is this is the most fun I've had as a Patriot fan. Yeah. It's the most fun I've had. Like I'm really looking forward to this Bills game. Not even on some like Ooh. I think we can win. It's just wow. Like this is this is gonna be this is a good game with meaning. It's gonna be a fun one. You know what it's I mean? Like anything is possible. I, I really I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, probably skip the uh, the Manning cast on that one. Got to, got to like. I, but what the crazy thing is, although I might record the Manning cast because I feel like if there's any game where they're gonna break shit down, it's gonna be this game because mm-hmm. there's no other outside of Brady. There's no other quarterback that knows Belichick's system outside of Peyton and Eli. <laughs> so, that's gonna be awesome to hear them break down yeah. some of the nuances. Very true. I think that, Very so I, true. Might, I might watch it live, but then like record it. And when I have a little bit of free time, watch 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Um, all right. So if, is that all you got for? Yeah. Man. Pats are good? You, okay. told, you, you told me, you told me to keep it concise. So I did the best that I could there. Appreciate you. All right. I got your back, bro. The <laughs> giants beat the Eagles 13 to seven. Uh, Trash game. Um, Eagles sucked. Eagles really should have won that game. Gi- yeah, Giants that weren't was much better. Uh, um, yeah. Nothing else to say there. It's the NFC East. Um, the Falcons beat the Jaguars 21-14. MVP of that team, Cordero Patterson. Um, this man has done it all for this team this year, uh, even when he's hurt. You know, he's playing wide receiver. He's playing running back. He's been getting me a lot of fantasy points, and I love him for it. Um, but I think he definitely deserves some flowers for, for what he's done for that team. Um. So Cordero Patterson, you know, I think he's always been that utility guy, but he's always, for the most part, he's been that he's been that utility guy for either teams that wasn't in any kind of relevancy to a certain extent Mm -hmm. or on a really good team. Now, what I will say is, is that although Atlanta isn't a good team at this moment, he Atlanta's in a huge market. This is the biggest market that he's been in um, because he's played for Minnesota, Oakland, New England, Chicago, and Atlanta. Um, Chicago, he was there during the COVID year. So that's why I think he didn't get as much attention because he definitely snapped while he was in Chicago. I mean, he mm-hmm. he ran back a touchdown. He was active in the run game. But I think Atlanta's the first time where the market is big and he's really involved. I mean, his numbers are impressive. He has 500 yards receiving, 400 yards rushing, 300 yards returning, and he has nine total touchdowns. Now, what I want to say is, so I – would be I think the NFL would be remiss 
if after like maybe seven to eight years after he retires, not considering him for some kind of Hall of Fame acknowledgement. Reason why I say this is because at this point in time, he's played eight years in the league. And he has 2,500 yards receiving, 1,500 yards rushing, and he's approaching 8,000 yards returning. He's got 15 receiving touchdowns, 12 rushing touchdowns, and eight return touchdowns. I think that's pretty fucking impressive. Is um is Devin Hester in, or is, did he just become like one of the? He's he's one of the finalists. He's one sure. of the finalists. So, yes. yeah, I mean, because did mean, did Hester win a Super Bowl? Hester competed no. in a Super Bowl. Hester competed. Hester competed in a Super Bowl. Yeah, and he ran a kick back. He Patterson kick back. was Patterson with the Patriots when they won the Super Bowl. Yes. Yes. He okay. that that might have been the year where he was like playing running back, mm-hmm. like him and Sonny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That so, sounds right. So you know, it's 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 going to be interesting because I think he's still got some really good years of football left. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He hasn't been beat up like that because he's he's spread around so much. Um. So it's going to be interesting to see where where he goes, like as far as his all-purpose yards and everything else is concerned. Um, we'll see. I mean, there's other guys who have an interesting amount of all-purpose yards as well that's ahead of him. Right. Um, so we'll see because, you know, a good number of them are not in the Hall of Fame. So mm-hmm. maybe it might be a little, you know. A little bit of a, a log jam right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I feel like if he continues to have seasons like he's having this year where it's like 500, 500, 500, 600, 700, 500, and he does this for like four or five more years, I feel like you'd have to consider him. For sure. You'd have to consider him. You know what I mean? Because he's 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 averaged at least a 1,000 all-purpose yards every season he's been in the league so far. Right. Um, and I think that's the part that we need to pay the most attention to because before they utilized him really – for receiving. And I mean, his receiving numbers isn't trash. I mean, his lowest year was 2015. He had 10 total receiving yards in 2019. He had 83. But outside of that, we're looking at 400s, 300s, 500 rushing. Mm -hmm. He's around the 150s, the 200s. And I mean, return yardage, I mean, it's out of control. 1,300, 817, 1,000 again, another 1,000, 800, 600. So, you know, every year he's giving you a thousand all purpose yards. Mm-hmm. So, if he plays 15 years in the league and he gets to that 15,000, 16,000 all purpose yards, I don't know. I feel like he has to be in consideration. I, I totally has agree to be. with you. Yeah. Has to be totally in consideration. And right now he's the number three safety on his team. So yeah. He's dumb lit. He's dumb lit. I said he want to pick. Bro, what if he gets a pick this season? What if he gets like two of them holes? Bro, just put him in the just put him in the hall, bro. What get if he bust, gets a pick? Get the bust out. What if he gets a pick and runs it back for a touchdown? Oh. That's the dream. If anybody can do it, it's him. His return skills is out of control. Facts. And then, oh, we just gotta see if he played if he's if he's thrown a touchdown. Cause then that would just be the next step, and then he's that's it. Oh shit! Then he's probably scored. And then he needs to get a fumble return. He needs to get a fumble return. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah, I fuck with that. That'd be lit. Kick return. He's like, return. He's, he's yeah. the only player to score in every way possible. Running yeah. in, running in through one. 
throw, fucking interception, fucking fumble. Any possible way to score a touchdown, I did it. Done it. That'd be fucking lit. That'd be lit. You know who I thought that? Because you, you, know you got to think nobody's done that, right? Like, there's no, but there's no, there's no way. Yeah. You know who I thought it could have been, especially when he was snapping with the Packers, <laughs> Woodson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles definitely could have done that big because he could throw too. They just they stopped using him on offense. When he got to the Packers, it was snapping. I was like, oh, they might give him some offensive snaps again because he only did offensive snaps like his first couple of years with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. Moving right along. Uh, the Jets beat the Texans twenty-one fourteen. Uh, both teams are still trash. So. Yep. Buddha. Uh the Broncos beat the Chargers 28-13. Um Broncos lose yeah. to all the teams they're not supposed to and then beat the teams they're not supposed to. Backers Wait, they lose to, they lose to all the teams they're supposed to. Wait, oh, they're... no, they lose to the teams they're not supposed to. Oh, and then beat all the teams they're not supposed to. Right. Yeah, yeah, I see. Okay, okay. Backwards as fuck. The Saints oh, just know. scored. What the hell? Did they really? Yes. I wasn't paying attention. 7-6 on your ass. Who oh, was it? Humphreys. Let's fucking... Humphrey. Adam let's Humphreys on the team? I don't know if it's Adam, but it's Humphreys. I'm rooting, for, I'm, rooting, I'm rooting for the Saints. Let's go. Oh, Lil John Humphrey. Even though I picked the Cowboys. I'm sorry? Lil Jordan. Lil Jordan. His name is Lil Jordan? Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's it not. Is. L-I-L. Yes, Lil Jordan what? Humphrey. Right, your name is literally Lil Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Lil Jordan. Bro. Lil Jordan. And I, I remember I know. there's a there's a there's an athlete on my team. Shout shout out to him. Um there's an athlete on my um my football team here at Fort Myers High School. His name is La Earn. So for the longest, people thought it was La Earn, like Little Earn, but no, his name is La Earn. Interesting. So people used to like, be like Earn, like learn. yeah. Like used, learn. People used to be like Earn, Earn, and people be like, "Why are you calling him Earn?" He's like, "Because y'all call him Lil Earn, but he not Lil." And they're like, "Nah, his name is literally La Earn." And they're like, "Uh, La Earn." <laughs> All right, the um, uh, the Packers beat name. the Rams 26, 36, sorry, 28. Um, Aaron Rodgers doing what Aaron Rodgers does. Uh, no even practice. With a, even, even with a broken toe, no practice, fresh off He's COVID. Lit. He's fucking lit. I don't care what nobody say no more. Just, just had a birthday. Happy birthday. I think today's his birthday. Happy birthday, Aaron Rodgers. He's not listening to this show, Buddha. Shut up. You don't know. That'd <laughs> be funny if he tweets and he goes, actually, at now 1914, I do listen to the show. I'd be like, oh, shit. You're a boy, I'd be like, you got it, man. Oh, but Aaron Rodgers definitely snapping. I need him to continue snapping because he's on my fantasy team. And nice. I need wins right now, my boy. And uh, right, thoughts on right. flick me up, flick me up. Thoughts on the Rams? Um, know when November is real in LA. Um, 
you know, I think that they're kind of going through this phase now, which I mean, better now than later. I think teams have figured them out, you know, and they, and they know how to attack them. And honestly, I'm going to be real with you. Henderson has had a great year. You have Sony Michelle. Run the fucking ball, McBay. Run the fucking ball. <clears throat> Like, I really wish the they fuck? would. I really wish they would have had Cam Makers this year. Yeah, yeah. Because I wonder. I wonder if like his injury really completely threw off their game plan for the year. I doubt it because <clears throat> those other two running backs are good. Henderson does toad the rock. He might not be a big play threat, but he's consistent. You know, right. you're getting four yards. You're getting five yards. Give him the ball. Where the other offense is down, you've got he's, the weapons and the speed. He's Frank Gore? Yes. Yes. Frank Gore after the first injury. Because Frank Gore before he yeah, got yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, a yeah, yeah, monster. Yeah. For sure. For sure. He was a monster. Um, But, yeah. Damn, Taysom Hill threw that pass kind of nice. I ain't going to lie to you, bro. He was wild. He was butt booty open, but still. Not butt booty open. Butt booty open. Listen, you want to know something crazy? You ready for this theory? I think crazy, like, crazier than butt booty open. That's nuts. yeah, because right, that was the most crazy thing I heard Ain't all it? day, bro. You said that's the craziest thing you've heard all day, Willie. Really? Yes, yes. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy because you. Okay, we're gonna let that ride. I ain't gonna say nothing. Yeah, so I love you. Anyway, um, freaking the Dallas Cowboys defense probably. Was sitting there thinking, let's take some hill. He can't even throw. And now Jid is out here giving him dimes. <laughs> Real talk. That's what it looked like because that coverage was Buddha. It was not Buddha. It was booty. <laughs> but anyways, we can oh, move right along. Budashevsky. Um there's yeah, Packers and there's Buddha. Packers really want this uh, home field advantage in the playoffs because I feel like they probably have one of the better ones out of anybody, especially when that time of year comes around. Obviously, Yo. it didn't matter last year because, you know, Tom went up there and did what he had to do, but... Tom's used to it. So. Yeah. But still, man, uh, Lambo, Lambo in January is... Listen, Oof. let me tell you something. You're bringing up a very awesome point. Because I have been watching, I don't know if you if you guys have watched it yet, but there is a documentary on ESPN Plus, Tom Brady documentary called uh, Man in the Arena. I have not and seen pretty, it yet, but I've heard things about it. Pretty much like every episode is, is a Super Bowl year. And this is what I will say. Gillette Stadium is a vibe. Gillette Stadium is a vibe. Like the majority of, if not all of the Super Bowls they won, games went through Gillette Stadium. Like the home field advantage is key. Like you're absolutely right about Lambo. Like that's yeah. true. Like that cold field, northern weather. You have these southern yeah. teams go to the it north. Would, like the it, shit it would, is trash. It would, yeah, it would be the same if like if Chicago was actually good. Like their home field right. advantage would be amazing. Nuts. Yes. Because, again, they talked about the Oakland game, and it was something that I didn't consider, the tuck rule. Listen, this game is in Oakland. Oakland is thrashing. No, no, it's no. no. It's not, the fumble doesn't matter because Oakland yeah. would have destroyed the Patriots. <laughs> oh, I feel you. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> they they would have killed, killed them. 
They would have killed him. But Brady even said it himself. He's like, you got a high-flying offense like that. Rich Gannon is like a top-five quarterback. You know what I mean? MVP candidate. He's like, so we play our brand of football, and we slowed the game down tremendously, and we used the weather to our advantage. And I was like, holy shit. That is exactly what y'all did. <laughs> that is that's exactly that's exactly what it was and i was like damn like if this game is in oakland you know what i mean you got tim brown on the other side you got mm-hmm. jerry rice on the other you got porter in the uh, slot charlie garner running that bad boy through the through the through the uh, tackles and garden shit but that's a team it's a team bro it's a track meet. you can't have a track meet in the snow shout out to gillette Anyways, let's move along before I get too sad in my nostalgia. You know who's got uh, a really, you know who's got really good home field advantage? The Seattle who? Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't really hasn't really paid paid the dividends yeah, this year. Boys got jokes. Y'all, I didn't say shit. <laughs> Talk to you, man. Listen, the twelfth the twelfth man is real. <laughs> It's like that's about the only man playing right now. <laughs> yeah, he's real, real, real sleep. Nah, man. The Seahawks, Seahawks are. They got some. Shit well, we're we're gonna get to them in a second. We're gonna get to them in a second. Um, no, yeah, let me. The the 49ers beat the Vikings 34-26. Um, yeah, I like I said to you guys off air. The Vikings on a weekly basis just don't know what they want to be. Um. They're good in beating the Packers one week, and then they're just not quite getting the job done another. So. I think that's predicated on defense, bro. Yeah. I do. I think it's predicated on defense because, you know, their offensive guys are putting up pretty good numbers. Um, now, Dalvin Cook is out, which I don't know how severely is going to hurt him because now everybody's like, oh, the offense is going to be trash. I was like, they were fine with this hurt before. You know did he mean? tear it? Did he tear his other labrum? Because he oh, was already man. he was already playing with one, and then he I think he hurt the other the opposite side this week. I think it was just an injury. They they said like two weeks. Okay. So, but like, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. But not out for a season. It was just like it's kind of like he he injured his labrum, but it wasn't torn. I got you. I got you. He does have a torn labrum though on the other side. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that he's been that he's playing through. Yeah. So you know, there's Which, that, and Madison. You're right. Madison does the same thing. You're right. Yeah, because Madison, Madison run. Madison is a starter on multiple teams. Facts. Yeah. Yeah, I can facts. agree with that. You know, That's facts. And they're so, holding on yeah, to for a reason. Also, exactly. I just I I just feel like you can't refuse, you can't you can't ignore Thielen and Jefferson. Exactly. Oh, Thielen had like, <laughs> I mean, no, Jeff. Well, Jefferson is Player of the Month. Mm-hmm. Jay Jettis. I uh, man, it's different, bro. I uh, hate. He is. He is different. I agree. What we got next on the docket, Buddha. These, um, the the Browns beat the Ra- or sorry the Ravens beat the Browns sixteen to ten. That um, game was a turnover. Oof, oof, it was a rough one to watch for sure. Um, but yeah, the, you know Lamar threw four picks, but they did enough to get the job done. Uh, Lamar threw uh, 
Great touchdown, though, no cap. Yes. Oh, yeah. The one that he threw to Andrews was nuts. That was a nuts play because I there, mean that was a difference. In there was the game, no reason. It? There was no reason that play should have worked. Yeah. For, yeah. For sure. Yeah, it was a difference in the game. And just I, he had the Damian Clowney looking stupid. Yes. Not in the negative sense because Damian Clowney was playing his ass off, but Jesus. Yeah, that, that Browns defense. That Browns defense can like when they do step up, they are very good. Um, they're just not consistent, unfortunately. Facts. And then Monday Night Football, the Washington Football Team beats the Seattle Seahawks, uh, seventeen to fifteen. Willie, do you have any words for? I have absolutely nothing to say. <laughs> Everybody, I do have something to say. Everybody, stop being no. mad at Russell Wilson. Okay, I'm not mad at Russell Wilson. I'm not. Well, I'm not talking to you, but everybody needs to stop being mad at Russell Wilson. Okay, stop it. Stop it. Who's, wait, who was mad at Russell Wilson? Bro, they was going in on him on social media, man. Somebody was like, they need a quarterback, and then somebody responded with the with the gif of uh, Gino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They tried as that. And I'm like, bro, like, I had to defend him in this uh, sports group chat that I'm in because they were like, you know, oh, yeah, like, he's just throwing, like, real, like, crazy right now. And I was like, you throw crazy too. Not you, even like, healthy. shattered your whole fucking finger. Mm. What the fuck? Like, his whole finger was shattered. It's kept together with fucking pins, needles, and the goodness of God. Like, holy crap, bro. Like, people suck. And they're like, oh, is that his only injury? Yes, it actually is. He's had two sprains, a tear, and this is his first broken anything since he's been in the league. Like, people don't just get over a lot. Everybody's got it in them to get injured and then get up one day and be like, you know, I'm perfectly fine with this. If I break another bone, everything will be okay. No, bro. And that's his money. Like, that was in his throwing hand. That is the middle finger. That's one of the grip fingers on a ball. What do you want this man to do, bro? Get out of here. Fuck out of here, man. So, Willie, one question I do want to ask you since you are a fan. Um, after this year, Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, are, are, are neither of them gone? Is one of them gone? Are they both gone? What do you, what do you, what do you think? Or what do you, and what do you want? Um, That's a great question. What do I want? I I was I mean I would love for Russ to stay and us to build around him, but I know the reality of the situation. Um I do think well I my prediction is for next year. Um and any I think rumor, this is like, any rumored for New York, Willie? Well, there was New York, there was also Chicago. Oh yeah, There's, I forgot about Chicago, bro. For who? I think Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, New Orleans, too. Remember, they were doing a whole campaign. The mayor did a whole video and everything before Drew Brees even officially retired. Oh, right? Yeah. Shit. Uh, but I think um, I think um, Pete Carroll either is retired or he's back in college. So you think he's gone at the end of this year? Yeah. Like completely, okay. yeah, he's out of the NFL. Like, um, because I, I just think his, I think he's too, he's too old school. Like, you know, I don't know. I think like you've seen, 
Like even with um, even with Belichick, you see like Belichick has evolved. Like I don't know if you like saw that video of him with like Kendrick Bourne, and like he's just like laughing it up with him, and like yeah, I feel like he does that, but it's not like to I don't know. It's just it's not the same anymore. I don't think he has the players anymore. But I think uh, you snapping right now though. Will he keep going? Yeah, I think we end up. Yeah, you I think they, like keep going. What's wrong with you? I I think they either he ends he either ends up in Chicago or New York, so it's either going to be like Justin Fields, um, potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. honestly, you so know, like a quarterback honestly, for quarterback trade. So it's either Danny yeah. Dimes or Justin Fields, and then whatever, oh, no. and then no, they would I hire just, a new coach based on whoever based wants on to. that. Mm-hmm. But I really think. I really think um, something interesting to watch is um, the, is another trade with the Jets. I I don't think they're sold on Zach Wilson. I think they will move Wilson on. Wilson for Wilson from, trade? Hell yeah! I think I think they would if Russell Wilson is available, they will pull the trigger. Because think about it, they already have. The Seahawks first round pick, they have their first round pick. So it's they're only giving up one pick, essentially, right? I feel that. I feel that. I would also not rule out the other New York team. Oh, definitely. Oh, the Jets. I mean I the Giants, yeah. I definitely. don't think I don't think they're all in on Danny Dimes. Oh, for sure not. But I don't think but I think they have they're gonna get rid of Gettleman. If they get right. rid of Gettleman, no no first time GM or like brand new GM is gonna make a trade like that, just because they don't have the balls. I don't know. I would disagree only because you know what you're getting with Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. It's not a question. Like you know what he's mm-hmm. gonna bring to the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That is a that is a phenomenal point. You know this. This is this is what I will say. Russell Wilson would push for a trade to New York before anything because of Sierra. Um, I don't see Chicago as a viable option. I do see Jets, Giants potentially. Russell Wilson is in a really interesting place because he has no pressure, really. He's been to two Super Bowls. He's won one. Um, He's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Um, He's been on great teams. Um, some can even say arguably one of the better teams in the recent generations. I mean, Legion of Boom was a problem, right? Um, right. So I think at this point, you know, if he's if he's considering like career preservation or trying to put up Hall of Fame numbers, and yeah, you'd want to go to a city where you being there attracts other stars to go there. I see New York over Chicago personally. That's just how I feel. Cause I remember when New York, I remember when both New York teams had a quarterback that was decent. Mm-hmm. And even though people shit on Mark Sanchez, we got to remember Mark Sanchez had three years where he was a serviceable yeah. quarterback and the jets were I mean, loaded. They ran into a Patriots buzzsaw, but I mean, outside of the Patriots, they were a really talented team. Yeah, I mean, side of the ball. Mark, no, Mark Sanchez was no scrub. Like that, those first 
like those two AFC championship trips, he was no scrub. Like this man was getting it done. Yes, he absolutely I, was. I just, I just think he he peaked at he peaked at what like well he was. I mean, it was he he. I think he's the same draft class as like Brandon Whedon and stuff. I think, or maybe slightly before. Yeah, but like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I wouldn't. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But these guys like Mark Sanchez and you know Brandon Whedon and things like that. They were like twenty five year old rookies. Right. Well, I, I'll say I don't think like, he peaked. I think that. So I blame actually coaching. I, I blame Ryan for this. Bob Ryan, I think his name was. Ryan, whichever the Ryans that's on TV now. I think that when you have a quarterback that's serviceable, you don't try to change the formula that makes him successful. Don't put more on his plate. Have him just do his job. If you need a primarily running team and a guy that can get you 20 touchdowns, potentially 12 picks, and like 3,000 yards, and that's what he's going to be. You know what I mean? And if the AFC championship is just where you're going to be, that's better than trying to risk it all or change the shit up because you think it can get you into the Super Bowl. But you're getting to the championship game. You're there. You know what I mean? Like, you got to think about it. They lost to a solid Patriots team. They lost to solid Patriots teams, solid Colt teams. Like, you're losing to Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Yeah, exactly. Keep the team together. Don't sit there and be like, you know what, Sanchez? We're going to give you more shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we're going to change the offense up, and now you're going to be the guy like those guys are, even though that's never really been his tease. You know what I mean? But, you know, those those teams, and then remember when the Giants, for what it's worth, when the Giants had Eli and they were winning, those teams were really good. That's some really good players, man. Like, we can go down the list. Strahan, Yumanura, Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, they had Tuck. They had uh, Plaxico oh, Burris. They had mm-hmm. Mario Manningham. They had they had guys who could play, and they wanted oh. to go to New York because it's still New York. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's still New York. So what you're telling exactly. me is if Russell Wilson goes to New York, if I'm an NFL player trying to get a ring, and I want to be in a place where fans love me, and I can enjoy my time being there, I'm considering New York. Once Russell Wilson gets there, I'm like, you know, New York doesn't sound so bad. Look at Tampa Bay. Look at Tampa Bay. And and you're in such a winnable division. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> both of you them. go from you go from the toughest division in the fucking NFL, <laughs> pretty much, or some would argue. But I would say that's the toughest division in the NFL. Um, go ahead. I just wanted to throw this in there because you mentioned it. I just want to throw this in there. You're going to be happy to hear this stat. They do consider the NFC West the toughest division in football. And the Packers beat every team in the NFC West. Continue. Go Pack Go, baby. They beat every team in the NFC West. I'm all in. Listen, I'm all in on the Packers if the Raiders don't make the playoffs. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Let's go, Pack Go. Listen, I mean, that's that's the type. Those are the type of teams you want to play going into a playoff run. Yeah, those are tough games. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I think Russell goes to New York. I think that's good for his career and his wife. So I can, I you Willie, you snapped talking about your team. Like I can, I can see that. I can absolutely yeah. see that. And I think that the leash on Pete Carroll is not that long anymore. 
Because he's the GM too, isn't he? No. No. Um, Dan Schneider is GM. Okay. I, I really like the GM. I just think um, he's, he's done. <laughs> yeah, I think he's done. about that time, my guy. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's the uh, the end of the games there. We can go ahead and do our picks if y'all are ready. No, I am yep. ready. Let's knock it out. I'm ready now. Okay. So we're going to recap two weeks' worth of picks. Um, so for week 11 – um, Nels, you and I won the week. We went ten and five with our picks. It's pretty solid. Uh, Dylan was nine and six, Still and solid. Willie was eight and seven. Winnable week. Um, and then for week twelve this past week, whew, this was a rough one for all of us. Uh, Nels and Dylan, you guys won the week, uh, going seven and eight. What the fuck? I came in second at six and nine. Willie was five and ten. What the it fuck? Was, yeah, it was it was a rough one for us. Then we out here looking like the NFC West back in like what was that 2012, 2013? Ain't it, bro? Like seven and nine, bro. Ain't it, bro? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they won seven and nine and made the playoffs. So here we go. Week thirteen. Uh, the order is going to be me, Willie, and then Nels. Um. So Thursday night football, we all took the Cowboys over the Saints. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, the eight and three Bucks at the five and six Falcons. I am going to take the Bucks here, Willie. Bucks. No, it's got to be the Bucks, baby. Uh, the nine and two Cardinals at the four and seven Bears. Give me the Cardinals, Willie. Cards. No. Is what are the chances of Kyler coming back? Pretty good. Listen, yeah, it's a very good chance he plays this week. And even without have- even without him, uh, Colt McCoy has won two out of their last three. That's true. That's true. I'm going to go with the Cardinals just off the strength of Kyler. Yeah. Um, that's a great point. Colt McCoy has been balling. I, you yes. are right about that for sure. Uh, the six and five Chargers at the seven and four Bengals. I'm going to go Bengals. It seems like they're starting to cook again. Uh, they got two wins in a row, so I'm going to ride with their momentum. And five I got Chargers. Chargers. Are the Bengals home? Yes. Bengals are hard to beat at the crib, so I'm going to go Bengals. I think this might be uh, a shootout, though. To be honest. Yeah. No, this could. This has the potential to be a very good game to watch. Um, the five and six. Vikings at the O ten and one Lions. I'm going Vikings here. Lions. No. Vikings. It continues. Uh the four and seven Giants at the five and seven Dolphins. South Florida is weird. I'm gonna go Dolphins. Willie. Oh, I got Dolphins. They're finally letting Tua hold the rock. Um, and his number one guy, Jalen Waddle, right now has the best receiver grade in the NFL per pro football focus. Um, so I'm going to go Dolphins. I'm going to go sure. Dolphins. I, I do think that they they should stick with Tua. Just fucking stick with him, bro. That is your first round draft pick. Fucking A. Flores, what are you doing down there? 
winning three straight. So finally, it should have, <laughs> should have been done a long time ago. It's too much talent for them to be that bad. All right, uh, the five and seven Eagles at the three and eight Jets. I'm going to go Eagles here. Willie, Eagles. Bills. Um, got to go Eagles. Eagles going to bounce back and do what they need to do. Yep. Um, the six and six Colts at the two and nine Texans. I'm still on the Colts train, like I said. The Colts, baby. Yeah, I got the Colts. Carson Wentz about to go to fuck off. Uh, the five and six Washington football team at the six and five Raiders. Uh, this has potential to be a really good game. I'm going to go with the Raiders, though. I got the Raiders. Who the Raiders playing again? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Washington in Vegas. W W F T. Um, you know they're they're turning it around at the right time. Um, they just got back. Uh, they just got back. Uh, Curtis Samuel, who even though he had four touches, five touches in the last game. They, he he's showing that that vertical, not the vertical, but like that horizontal game that's sending him into motion and getting him the short pass. And, you know, that extended run game is is a factor that's going to make a difference. Um, he opened it up for Scary Terry. Um, they might be they might be OK, um, but, you know, I, I think that they're still figuring it out. Um, I think the Raiders who are in need of a win. They're one of those teams when they get to that do or die situation where they've got to win, they usually win. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go Raiders here. I want I really really would love to go the opposite, but I, I think I think Raiders pull this one off. Okay, the two and nine Jaguars at the seven and four Rams. I'm gonna go Rams. 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 The eight and three Ravens at the five five and one Steelers Ravens. 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 Steelers ain't gonna be beating no AFC North teams until they let go of big man, bro. What the fuck? The six and five 49ers at the three and eight Seahawks. I'm going Niners. Willie. Seahawks. Most. Pain. Niners. Uh, Sunday night football, the six and five Broncos at the seven and four Chiefs. I am going to go Chiefs, but oddly, I will be rooting for the Broncos. I'd rather us all kind of stay on the same. Like we're like less than a game apart. Like all of the teams in that uh, division, so I kind of want to keep everybody in that same cluster. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rooting for the Broncos, but I'm going Chiefs. Willie, you got the Chiefs. No. Um, you know, I don't know how to feel. I don't know about how to feel about the Chiefs anymore, man. I don't know how to feel about the Chiefs anymore. Um, they got to figure out some things. They got my boy Mahomes out there looking looking down bad. Um, Broncos just seem to be that team that just again they beat the teams that they're not supposed to. Um, but I'm I'm gonna ride with the Chiefs, man. I'm gonna ride with the Chiefs. They need to get it together though, because this is this is utterly ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's utterly ridiculous. You know, I think that the Chiefs might have to let one of those, one of their uh, main receivers go to kind of open it up a little bit more on that offense. I think that awesome. they're changing it up because, you know, Kelsey's having a great year. And, I mean, I wanted to run this by you guys just to see how y'all felt. But what if they're, what if they're like, 
purposely leaving Kelsey to just ball out and do whatever because they realize, like, at the end of the day, he really can't hurt him. They really can't hurt He can't hurt the team by himself like Tyreek can. What if they're sitting right. there and, like, we're going to just use all our resources in the backfield to take away Tyreek, at least a deep threat anyway, and then just let Kelsey just take the fuck off? That's, what they, that's what's been happening, though. That's what's been happening. Do you think so? Do you think it's worth it to keep these two again come next year? Um, I mean, depends on what the contract's hitting for. I guess I I don't know what what their what their hits gonna I, be next year. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Kelsey is more replaceable than Tyreek Hill. Is. I disagree completely. I think I think the opposite. I think there are less uh, Travis Kelseys than there are um, Tyreek Hills. I mean, granted, there's only one Tyreek Hill who can run that fast, but there are speedsters all out all over the place out there that they could get. But for a tight I mean, end, do they? But do they need? Do they need a thousand yard tight end though? Do they need that? Like they need the speedster in that offense to take the top off. I mean, look at the production though. I would I mean, say I, if you don't have that, what's what's guaranteeing that any of those receivers are taken off at all? I feel you. I feel you. I feel like they need more speed. I feel like if you and this is this is just my opinion, I could be wrong. I feel like you let Kelsey go or trade him. You know what I mean? You can get something lucrative off of that. Maybe get another receiver or two for it and get the speed back. Because that's what made them dangerous in the past. Like Kelsey was able to take off because he had so many speedsters on that team that you had to you had to just deal with him going up against a linebacker. I feel like I they think. lost some of that speed. So it's, it is what it is. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah. Tyreek might I, hurt us. Kelsey might I hurt us, people... but it's not the same. I'm just I'm never gonna trade somebody who's top three at the position. That's I feel you. That's a great point. That's that's my only thing. I just I think people I think people also don't didn't realize how fast Sammy Watkins was. Because mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins was an easy four three guy. You snap. People do people do <laughs> shit on Sammy Watkins, like he's not nice with it. So you're bringing up yeah. a great point. People definitely shit on Sammy Watkins, like Sammy Watkins back in the day wasn't that guy. Yeah. He doesn't give you any thousand yard. He doesn't give you any thousand yard thousand yard receiving years, but he's a very vital piece to some winning teams. Yeah, I think it's yeah. just because you know, at, if if you're the fourth pick overall, you're supposed to be. You know, you're supposed yeah. to go down as one of the greats, you know? Yeah, that's true. Good point. He's definitely not that. All right. And then uh, last one, Monday Night Football, the 8-4 and four Patriots at the 7-4 and four Bills. Definitely looking forward to this game. Uh, should be really good. I'm going to go Patriots here. Yeah, I'm going with the Patriots. Um, I'm going to go Patriots simply for the plain fact that I think it's going to be which offense can hurt which defense the most. I I do not necessarily I don't know the Bills to me don't have the running game. Singletary's not that guy. Breida does have speed. 
Moss is hurt. Moss isn't that guy either. So I think, like, you know, Belichick, what he does is he takes away your best thing. And right now their best thing is their passing game. Um, Diggs is that guy. I can see Cole Beasley taking the fuck off. I can even see Emmanuel Sanders going the fuck off. I see that run game being stifled, and I see Diggs not necessarily doing what he needs to do. Um, I could be wrong, but I would, if, if the game plan works the way that I think it should, Diggs isn't giving you anything, and I think like team, I think that is going to hurt him in the long run. So I, I got Patriots. I was always going to have Patriots, but this is right. me wishful thinking, of course. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's it. All right. No, this was, that was a nice little, that was a, that was a nice little NFL segment, bro. Right. That shit was fire. You y'all boys did a really good job, man. Dang. Yeah, man. That I was very impressive. You guys were like snapping the whole time. I was trying to keep up. Um. Ooh, Buddhist. All right. <laughs> so let's let's talk about some games. We're kind of in this in this back end. Last week was rivalry week. Um. Um, it was really interesting. Some of these games that were on, um, Buddha and I were watching Ooh. some of the games together. Ooh, I, listen, I watched two games last week. Not gonna cap, and both them games was five. Yes, um, both of those. One of those games we watched together, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, one of those games we watched together. Um, here's what I will say. Um. Some some games to pay attention to. Um, Cincy beating East Carolina. Um, that's big because they, they need to continue winning out. <clears throat> and East Carolina, some people thought was going to present them pro- with problems, but 35-13 tells you that they didn't. Um, North Carolina folded against NC State. I think that still matters in the ACC thing and ACC hunt. Um, the Auburn-Alabama game. Wow. Mm. Wow. Damn it, I mean, Auburn. Auburn had it. Auburn had it. If the running back stays in bound, game over. Um, it goes to show you that football is indeed a game of inches. Um, Georgia <laughs> killed Georgia Tech, blanked them 45-0. Michigan blows out Ohio State for the first win in years. Let's Shout out to Harbaugh for getting the first one. Go. Michigan. And I'm I'm happy that I didn't pick them because I really didn't want to jinx them. Same. Um, but I, None but of us I, did, but I was so happy that they won. Yes, extremely happy. Good win for Michigan. That'll keep them in the in the playoff hunt for sure. Um, you got Oklahoma State beating Oklahoma, 37-33. The last game of Lincoln Riley's career, which we're going to talk about this, this head coaching Ooh. carousel, which is absolutely insane these past couple of weeks. Um, Oregon beats Oregon State to stay in the hunt for the, for the Pac-12 championship. Um... Wisconsin's out. They lost to Minnesota, so I think it's over with for them. Um, so, yeah, you had some really important games that went down well. Um, and now we can talk about your rankings. We're just going to do the top 10. Yeah. I don't think 25 to 10 is necessarily ne- – I mean, 25 to 11 is necessary. Um, number 10, you've got Not Oregon. At this point in the season. Yeah, correct. At number 10, you have Oregon. At number 9, you have Baylor. At number 8, you have Ole Miss. At number 7, you have Ohio State. At number six, you have Notre Dame. Number five, on the outside looking in, you have Oklahoma State. Number four, you have Cincinnati. Number three, you have Alabama. Number two, Michigan. And number one, Georgia. Now, this presents a very interesting scenario because, as you guys know, it's championship week this weekend. Mm -hmm. 
Um, mm-hmm. And the two main games that we're going to be paying attention to is the Big Ten Championship and the mm-hmm. SEC Championship. Okay, now... Re- also, should, shouldn't pay attention to the Big 12 as well, right? The Big 12 Championship, yes, it does matter. However, I think that the main game that matters more than anything is Georgia-Alabama. If Alabama Thanks. wins, then it really doesn't matter. The, that top four is more likely than not going to stay the same unless mm-hmm. Michigan loses or whatever the case may be. Um, now, if Alabama loses, that's where things are going to get interesting, right? Because now you have Michigan against Iowa, Cincinnati against Houston, Oklahoma State against Baylor. So is it one of those scenarios where if Oklahoma State wins and Cincy wins, then our new one, two, three, four is going to be UGA, Michigan, Cincy, and Oklahoma State? And what happens if Oklahoma State or Cincy loses, who jumps over and gets into that final number four spot? Does Notre Dame sneak in? Right? Does Baylor get in? Is there going to be a massive jump between teams because they won the championship? It's going to be a very interesting weekend to say for sure. I think if everything goes the way it's supposed to, it won't be that difficult. If Michigan wins, UGA wins, Cincinnati wins, and, and Oklahoma State wins, then we have a pretty straightforward one, two, three, four. I think. Of course, I'm not the one in the college football playoff. But those are the scenarios that we have. The main game that we're going to want to watch is UGA-Alabama. Because until that game is settled, nothing else is really entertaining. Alabama loses. We got ourselves, we got ourselves an interesting scenario here. Because you got teams that aren't playing in championship games ranked high enough to where if the right teams lose, it's it's they can they can sneak in. Which makes it interesting that Chip Chip Kelly ended up um, leaving leaving to go to LSU. No, is it, it now, is Chip Kelly, right? Yes, Brian, no, Kelly. Brian, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Kelly. Brian now, Kelly. Now here's what I will say about this coaching the coaching carousel. There's a great segue, Willie. Thank you. None of these none of these choices are surprising. What is surprising is the timing. Lincoln Riley going to USC is not shocking. Um, Brian Kelly going to LSU is not surprising. Um, Even, uh, what's the name of Louisiana's coach? Um, Oh my gosh. Oh, the one that just went to UF? Yes, yes. Napier? Napier, Napier, Napier. yes, yes. Billy Napier. That's not shocking either. Napier is an an SEC guy. Um, Napier Napier is recruiting beasts. Florida's doing something a little different from what they traditionally do, which I'm not mad at. I mean, Napier does what he needs to do. Then it looks like a gamble that paid off. If Napier does bad, then you're like, look, we tried to go outside of the norm. It didn't work out. Let's move forward. Um, I think that Lincoln Riley shocked me the most just because, just because again, that timing. Um, he did say that he wasn't going to take the LSU job. So he didn't lie about that. Nobody asked him about the USC job. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Mike Tomlin kind of told on the situation and kind of helped us to understand why USC was always going to win. When Tomlin said, there's not a blank check alive to get me out of Pittsburgh. I personally think Tomlin said that because he's in Pittsburgh. His job is essentially secure. If he's in any other NFL franchise, Tomlin's out of there. Tomlin is out of there. You understand? Because he literally got handed a blank check. Yes. 
And that's <laughs> Lincoln Riley. Listen, let me tell you something. Lincoln Riley might have him a salary. He has a blank check. Okay? Listen to, to the amenity. The houses, bro. They bought both of his houses. Both valued over five hundred thousand dollars. They bought them out for him. So like, no, they like, bought right. and no, yeah, and they paid, they paid five hundred thousand over asking price for yeah. each of the homes. Yes, so they they bought them. <clears throat> so that he so that he got a million dollar bonus. Correct. Then they bought him a six million dollar house in California. Bro, Malibu, off the beach. They got him twenty four seven access for him and his family. To a private jet, they can go anywhere, whenever, twenty four seven access, and they said other undisclosed. Uh, what was the word that they used? Uh, amenities. Not amenities. There's the what's the word, y'all? When you get extra shit, benefits, not benefits. Incentives. 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 Undisclosed yeah. incentives, bros. Incentives so, so bad, Incentives Shit. so good, we're not going to talk They're about undisclosed. it. We're not going to talk about it. Just know he's got the bag. You better win. Oh, no. That's what all that shit means. So here's what I'm going to say. There is no more patient fan base or, or school like USC. Really? He will win over there. They will give him what he's looking for, and they will be patient and wait like they did with PK. Yeah. They've always because needed. A, they've always needed a coach that could recruit. That's USC. That's L- always been LA. USC's issue. It's you got you got to have the coach who's got the charisma and the persona to pull recruits. Now, here's how you know it's turning around already. There's a rumor that William, the quarterback for Oklahoma, is going to leave and go to USC. He's had two five stars flip and go to USC already. With more rumor to come, bro, said, go ahead, bro. The five star wide, there's like three five star whiteouts that have already entered the transfer portal from um, Oklahoma. How about this? And you have five four stars that have entered the transfer portal for absolutely no reason. Where do you think they're going? I mean, we we know that Lincoln Riley is going to recruit. We're not. He's gonna I, recruit I'm not, I was off. We're, and when you can recruit, listen, I don't care what nobody says. Yes, Oklahoma is. Are you allowed top. to poach? Yeah, it's, it's not considered you poaching. Whatever you want now, it's not bro. considered poaching. You just you just decommit you and now, then recommit somewhere else. Ain't no poaching. Right. I didn't know, like, just because, like, there's, you know, the NFL has, like, the no tampering. I didn't know if it was one of those nah, things, like, oh, college, if, if we had. The, it's, it's the Wild West over there, bro. Oh shit, that's lit. Think about think about everything. Think about everything that the NFL does during free agency underneath, like underground. All that's done overground during recruitment, bro. Exactly. And now and now think about it. They can get paid now. So and you're going to LA. To L bro. fucking A. Now Imagine listen. being 17 years old and I'll be 18 years old in LA, bro, with an unlimited cash. Listen, it gets it gets even better. It's just crazy, check, bro. check this out. It gets even better. You're pulling top five recruiting classes, and you are pulling 17, 18, 19-year-olds to come play in Norman, Oklahoma. Exactly. That's wild. Oklahoma, bro. 
Yeah, people are gonna want to slide to LA for real. Bro, if you tell me, you like tell me, I get to go to LA. I get to go to LA on a full scholarship. I don't gotta pay for shit. I get to get paid now. Live in LA for free. Oh, it's lit, bro. And imagine what they're gonna rebuild. Like they already have a nice facility. They're gonna get nice surf facilities. Nice surf facilities, bro. Now they're gonna be. Go ahead, go ahead, finish, finish. Like they might be the next um. Well, they're already sponsored by Jordan. They're on. So it's it's seamless, bro. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing. Now check this out. You want to know the most savage part of all of this? When he what? took his little media picture in the USC polo shirt, he was still wearing the Oklahoma ones, the lows. <laughs> oh, flex. He flexed. He flexed, bro. He said, I know I did y'all voice wrong, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Before anybody can get on him for that, they have to see both sides. Lincoln Riley did not want to go to the SEC. Yeah. Oklahoma, oh, I know. Oklahoma, that was very clear. That, that landscape is just not going to work out because now – no. You're gonna lose recruits to LSU and Way Ole Miss more. and Mississippi State. Exactly, it, because it just is they're not. Is. We're not going to Oklahoma. No, exactly. What I literally am gonna play other SEC schools. No, bro. There's no listen, point. You if you're think, playing Pac-12, I understand. You got to think about it like I mean, this, Big bro. Twelve. <laughs> Look at who you're competing against in your recruiting area, right? First off, think about when you go to Oklahoma for your official visit. Cool, no worries. You go to Mississippi State, Starksville, Mississippi, which is just an absolute riot town. The college is one is a is a is a college town, USA town. It's embedded, right? Or you go and yeah. you visit. No, Starksville is fucking crazy, bro. Oh, it's insane. It's bro. absolutely insane. Oh, it's, it's crazy. When you watch like YouTube footage on Starksville, it's a it's a fucking madhouse, out of control. <laughs> That's that's really how they get the recruits. And Mississippi State brags about that all the time. Don't let your guys come to Starksville. Don't let your guys come over here because the minute they do, it's over with. And it's kind of true. They do hold on to their recruits. Once their boys commit, they're there. That's number one. Number two, you go to Ole Miss and you go to, not arguably, you go and you spend time at the greatest tailgate in the United States and get shown love. You are the football team of Mississippi. You're the guys in the capital city. Right? And we didn't even start talking about LSU. Bro, you're in Baton Rouge. You're like 45 minutes away from New Orleans, huh? Like, it's lit. <laughs> and then when you go to your first game at LSU, and you go inside Death Valley, and it's 103,000 screaming fans. Oh, it's lit for you. That's that's who that's who Oklahoma is competing with now. We didn't bring up now. Here's the crazy part: we didn't bring up Auburn. We didn't bring up the swamp. We didn't bring up Alabama. We didn't bring up Florida. We didn't bring up Georgia. We didn't bring up none of those guys. We're just talking about the schools that's that's close in proximity. Dude, you didn't even bring up Missouri, Bruh, Fuck out of here, bro! Like this, yo, you gonna have to compete. You gotta compete with Missouri, bro. Oh man, hey, listen. 
Lincoln Riley did not want to go to SEC for good reason, bro. The reason right. why Lincoln Riley left to left to not go to the SEC is the exact reason why Brian Kelly went to LSU. Because he's got one of the best resumes in college football, but he's missing one thing, and that's that natty. And if there's any school that's going to run him that natty that's got money just as long as USC, it's LSU. You know what I mean? And LSU's mm-hmm. in a very unique situation because, you know, LSU has something that no other premier football program has. Number one, they're in a state that eat, breathes, and sleeps football, right? And we know those mm-hmm. states. We know there's a Texas, there's a Florida, there's the Georgias, there's the Ohios. We know that. There's the Californias. But here's the difference. In Florida, the top 20 recruits don't even stay in Florida. How about that? They don't even go to UFFSU or UM anymore. That's why they're trash. No. They're in bad. Texas, you have Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, TCU, all those top 20, SMU. top 40 recruits are spread up. Smooth, the, the ball slayers. In Cali, you have USC, UCLA, uh, Cal, you have even Fresno State. They pull those guys too. And then you have everybody else who comes into California and well, takes exactly. their players out. sweeps in the UNLVs of the world and the Colorados and the Utahs and Bro, Utah gets freaking recruits from Utah gets recruits South Florida, from Florida, bro. <laughs> South Florida, like. <laughs> and now in Ohio, slide. right in Ohio, you've got the Ohio states, you've got the Michigans, you've got the Penn states, you've got the Pitts, right? That plug into that Ohio, that Ohio football system. Check this out: in Louisiana. Out of the top 20 to 30 recruits yearly, 85% of them commit to LSU and don't leave. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Bro, keeping your talent like that is fucking crazy. Their best players in the last 10 years are Louisiana boys. Yeah. <sighs> Jamar Chase, Louisiana boy, hits the gritty. Jefferson. Louisiana boy hits the gritty. Delpit, Louisiana boy, hits the gritty. Honey Badger. His nickname is Honey Badger. <laughs> These guys are from I mean, Louisiana. Odell, Jarvis. Odell, Odell, Jarvis. They're all Louisiana boys. Patrick Peterson. They're, well, no, Pat Pete is Pat Pete is from Florida. From Florida. But oh, he yeah, has, he's from but, American but, Heritage, right? but he has Louisiana ties. They keep their recruits, man. I would go there too if I wanted Natty. And here's the craziest thing. Are you ready for this? I think so far LSU has had in the past like 10 years. Let me make sure I have this right because this was the stat that made me go, oh, it's lit over there. Their last few, their last three head coaches has been Ed Ogeron, Les Miles, Nick Saban, all three of them have natties. You wouldn't leave? You wouldn't leave New You wouldn't leave North Dame to go to LSU too? I mean, last three guys to go. Last three guys to coach over there got a natty in their first couple of years there. It's lit. It's lit. I'm out. Pull up. I'm gone. Fuck out of here. 
<laughs> Fuck out of here. Notre Dame doesn't even play a championship game. We, what am I saying to Notre Dame for? So I could be on NBC every Saturday? Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> I'm out. The fuck? I love this coach. Like, I love the NCAA coaching carousel, bro. Like, these guys who go, it's great strategy, bro. You got you to gotta progress your career. Like, you wouldn't leave Louisiana to go to fucking Gainesville? Come on, man. Like, people are mad at these coaches for making these decisions. Bro, like, they got to level up. They got to level yeah. up. When Lane Train left FAU to go to Ole Miss, I sit there like, bitch, me too. What the fuck? And now he people might go like, to oh. the U. Right. People are sitting here like, oh, he's building his legacy at FAU. Man, fuck that. I don't want to do I don't want to do 20 years to try to get into the ACC, man. I want to get into the SEC right now. Exactly. <laughs> I want to go right uh, now. I was surprised he even came to FAU in the first place. Like, well, it was a good look. He came. He went from Nick Saban rehab, right? He went to Nick Saban yeah, exactly. rehab as the OC. Did a great fucking job. Picked a small program that he knew. This is how I'm gonna prove that not only can I coach, but I recruit. can build a program and recruit. Look at what he did at FAU in his three years there, bro. Look yeah, at our facilities. I know. Look at our fucking exactly. facilities, bro. That is his legacy right there. He could do nothing else. For the rest of his career, yeah. he just needs to come to Boca. Yeah, that's true. Come on, true. man. Come on, man. It's it's strategic. There's a reason why Napier went to Louisiana, bro. Come on, dog. I took a team that nobody knew about, and I got two top 25 years out of them, and I had a top five offense one of them years. Come on, man. Give me a job. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just lit, bro. It's just lit. Pick time. <laughs> All right, bet. So, um, to recap the last couple weeks, um, week 12, holy shit. Willie, you won the week, sir. You went 21 and 1. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The only Thank game you, you got the only game you got wrong was the uh, we all got wrong. It was the uh Oregon Utah game. We all took Oh, I know. Damn Utes. Damn. <laughs> um Well, Nelson. you know they play again? Yeah, for the championship. Yeah. Yeah. Um Nels, you and Dylan went nineteen and three. And I went eighteen and four. So we all did pretty well. We usually do well with college. Right. Uh, now, week 13, uh, I won the week. I went 19 and 4. Nels, you went 18 and 5. Dylan went 17 and 6. And Willie went 16 and 7. Wants to pick some upsets. And this week, mm-hmm. week 14, championship week. Um, so I'm not just doing top 25 here. There are a couple that aren't. I'm doing, you know, all 10, you know, power five. And the, uh, yeah. Um, So, Conference USA Championship, Western Kentucky versus USTA. Uh, I'm going to go U, or sorry, UTSA. UTSA, yeah. Yeah. um, I'm taking UTSA, Willie. I got Western Kentucky. Mm. Uh, you know, I like, I like those out of nowhere stories. So I'm going to stick with UTSA, but please expect Western Kentucky to give them boys that work. You bet. 
the Sun Belt Conference. App State. Right? App State versus number 24, Louisiana. Louisiana. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. Going Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Also, I just wanted to say I'd never pick Western Kentucky because they'd be killing FAU, so fuck them. Right. They killed them once, what, two weeks ago? All right. Fucking yeah. Us, bro. So y'all took – Wow. Y'all took a y'all took a Louisiana, right? For sure. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, the MAC conference. We got Kent State versus Northern Illinois. Uh, I'm gonna go Northern Illinois? Question mark. I guess. I got Kent State. I think they're the Zips. Uh, choo choo I'm gonna go Kent State on this one. Okay, um, and the Mountain West, we got Utah State versus number nineteen, San Diego State. I'm gonna roll with San Diego State. Hold on, I got San Diego State big, bro. San Diego. Okay. Um, oh, and Punter gets drafted in the top eighty-five picks next year. Nice. Uh, and in the American Athletic Conference. Number twenty-one, Houston versus number four, Cincinnati. This is a must-win for Cincinnati, so I'm, I'm going Cincinnati here. This is a recipe for disaster for Cincinnati. Um, Houston is the perfect team to ruin their season. Um, yeah. Houston has the reputation of doing it. They've done it against UCF. They've done it against a bunch of other schools. Um, but I really do want to see a group of five school get into the fucking playoff. Oh, I don't care. Exactly. I don't care if they get blown the fuck out. I just want them in there. So Cincy win. Cincy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I got Cincy. No, like they need to win so that this can just either end the debate or open it up. Yes, bro. Please get Cincy in there, bro. Like this will They're officially probably, end. If they can get that number three spot. And go up against Michigan. Say, let's say Alabama loses. If Cincy can get to that number three spot and play Michigan, oh, that is going to be a game. I got a chance. But that running back from Michigan is a fucking dog. Facts. I don't know what his name was. But... Facts. But Cincy, Cincy <laughs> is athletic and dynamic as fuck. Like, they're, they're literally like, they're a touchdown away every time. They got some athletes over there, boy. I don't know how the fuck you got them, but shit me. All right. So moving to the Power Five. Pac-12 championship. We got number 10, Oregon, versus number 17, Utah. Um, I'm going to go Oregon again. It's tough to be the team twice in a row, man. It's just just tough, especially considering Oregon is just a more talented team than Utah. Utah would have to come up with the perfect game plan again. I'm going to go Oregon. No, I I thought Oregon. Oh, no, Utah did win. Yeah, yeah, Utah won it. Two get back in that bitch. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go Oregon, though. I just think it's just tough to beat a team twice in a row, man. That's hard. That's tough sledding. And you're not, and and wasn't wasn't this game in Utah? It's a. I think most of these are all neutral. No, locations. no, but I'm saying I the think, game that Utah won wasn't it in Utah? Yes. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't know, bro. I got mm-hmm. the Utes. Mm-hmm. All right. And Nell's got Oregon. Okay. Uh, the ACC. We got number 15, Pitt, 
versus number 16, Wake Forest. Hey, and Clemson um, almost, almost got back in that bitch, I just want to say. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they picked it up real quick. Uh, I'm gonna go. Ooh, I'm gonna go Wake Forest. I think in a game where it's two really good quarterbacks going against each other, the better defense is usually gonna pull it out. Wake Forest defense is deplorable. Pittsburgh at least has a sustainable defense. I'm gonna go Pitt here. Yeah, I got Pitt. All right. Um, Big Ten Championship number two Michigan versus number thirteen Iowa. Let's go Michigan. Oh, yeah, I got Michigan. You got to go Michigan, man. Come on, Wolverines. Let's get right for Harbaugh, man. Right, uh, because y'all got to make the playoffs. Let's get right for Harbaugh, bro. Damn. Y'all got it. Because if y'all miss the playoff, y'all fucking it all up. (laughs) Yeah, facts. Facts. Yeah, we need. If they lose and Alabama loses, it's about to be a fuck fest. (laughs) Wow, yeah. All right. Um. (laughs) We got the Big 12 championship, number nine, Baylor, at, or versus number five, Oklahoma State. It's crazy because these are the two teams I've been like. You've loved, you've loved I've been them. rolling with and them. now you've got to make a change. Um, Bing bang. After watching them play, i got to go Oklahoma State. They're dynamic, too. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm rolling with them. Willie? Oh, um, yeah, I got Gundy. Oklahoma State, yeah. Oklahoma State is supposed to win, but here's my thing. <clears throat> Baylor, Baylor, being, like the methodical, being the methodical team that they are, if they have the ability to speed up the game, right, run the ball, get some completions, and keep that inside the, inside the, um, the numbers, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Make sure that the clock runs, have these long, sustainable drives that get you points. Baylor can beat Oklahoma State, but here's the thing: if that game becomes a track meet, Oklahoma State's gonna win that bitch because that's what Oklahoma State wants. They want that bit to be a track meet. We want to run up and down on y'all boys. So I'm just gonna go Oklahoma State just based on the fact that they've been playing phenomenal football as of late. So that's what we're gonna run with is Oklahoma State. All right. Um, and then the one we've all been waiting for, the SEC championship, number one, Georgia versus number three, Alabama, Georgia Bulldogs. Let's fucking go. There's another mentor versus mentee battle. And I mean, ain't nobody gotten closer than Kirby Smart. I think this is the year, man. I think this is the year that Kirby does it. UGA, man. I think this is the year that Kirby does it. Damn. <laughs> you slid. <laughs> oh, shit. This it. Bama. You slid. All right. Well, that's it for college football. Wrestling yeah, Nick, Nick Saban. Um, yeah, wrestling. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, WWE's pissing me off. <laughs> what else is new? <sighs> They're so annoying. All right. So, Survivor Series was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> uh, it was real mid. <laughs> it was super mid, with the exception of, like, two matches, really. Um, 
Yeah, like they honestly, it was horribly built. I'm so sick and tired of this brand versus brand shit because there's no brand loyalty anymore. Most of the people on this team were just on the previous roster, not even a month ago when they got drafted. Yeah. So <laughs> why are you now all of a sudden? Oh fuck SmackDown! Why you were just there? Like <laughs> this blind loyalty, and then and then to have these brand versus brand matches where there's no incentive. Yeah, There's no. no incentive to any of these matches. Your five versus five traditional tags. Like, I get it for your champions versus champions. That's fine. But, like, your traditional tag team, five versus five elimination ones, like, I feel like there needs to be an incentive there. Whether it's a future title shot, whether it's, um, you know, later entry into the Royal Rumble, which comes Royal up in January. Oh, yeah. Like, there needs to be something. Like, we have matches for nothing for brand loyalty that means nothing. So, yeah, whatever. Um, WWE is 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 like becoming ass. Very much, honestly. It's and this was another, and they do this every year. Raw wins big at Survivor Series to make because they're the number one show, and it's like, bro, like they literally won one, two. Three, four, five. Match. Five out of the six <laughs> matches. Yeah, that's cap. Bro, it was super cap, bro. Like the only the only one sh- that it really should have been the other way around. Yeah, literally the only match that SmackDown won was the Big E versus Roman Reigns match. Roman Reigns won. Cap. Yeah. But that was a great match. Honestly, so some of the a lot of these matches were, were yeah. uh okay. Um, but there were a couple good matches. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte was very yeah, good. Yeah, I was going to say. Very hard-hitting. Very real at times. Um, mm-hmm. And Becky Lynch got the the, the cheap win, pulling the, the tights and holding the rope. Because, um, you know, they were both heels. So, all's fair in love and war, I guess. Um, and then Big E versus Roman Reigns. I mean, Roman won clean. He didn't cheat or anything like that. He straight up won. But, I mean, it was a hell of a match between those two guys. If there's one thing WWE knows how to book well, it's two powerhouses going against each other. But other than that, I don't have much faith in them. But, uh, yeah. So that's that on that. Uh, do better, WWE. Um, speaking of, I'm not too thrilled with NXT anymore. Now that they've rolled out this whole uh, NXT 2.0, uh, where they've changed like the color, the vibe. It's much more youthful. There's no longer like the black and gold. It's like white with splashes of paint because we're cool and trendy. And oh lord, yeah. <laughs> like apparently, like they no longer want anybody over thirty. They want it, lord. yeah, younger crowd. So they're they're slowly weaning some of these older people out. Uh, but they have their annual or not annual well this event is annual uh pay-per-view war games now one thing i've noticed this is the first pay-per-view under the nxt 2.0 umbrella and they are no longer doing the nxt takeover whatever which has been like their niche for everything all their pay-per-views have been nxt takeover and now it's just this one's just nxt war games so then i guess the next one will just be nxt whatever 
So boring. it's like, okay. <laughs> so, so much for tradition, I guess. Fuck everything. Um, so some of the matches uh, should be good. Uh, you have a NXT Tag Championship match, Imperium defending their title against Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. Um, and I don't know who a lot of these people are just because I'm finding it less enjoyable to watch, so I haven't been watching as much. Um, and what I'm seeing from all of these is you get, you have somebody who's been there against somebody who's one of these newer guys. So like Mm -hmm. Imperium, they've been there versus Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. Kyle O'Reilly's been there, but Von Wagner's a new guy they're trying to get over. Up next, you have a, a, a hair versus hair match. We got Cameron Grimes, who's been there for a while, versus mm-hmm. this new guy, Duke Hudson. And then uh, for the cruiserweight title, Roderick Strong, who's been there for a while, defending the title against this guy, Joe Gacy. Um, so they're just trying to push everybody out? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, then a women's war games match. You got, uh, and for those who don't know, if war games is when you got the two rings combined with the steel cage around it. For two people start fighting. After five minutes, someone else comes in. Or, or no, maybe it's three minutes. After three minutes, someone else comes in. And after another three minutes, someone from the other team comes in. Then the same in intervals until everybody's in the ring. And then once everybody's in the ring, that's when the match officially starts in the first pinfall or submission. Uh, okay. it. So you're basically guaranteed at least a 30-minute match uh, because – there's a ton of fighting that happens before the technical actual match starts. So there's that. Um, so for the women's, it's Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Ray versus Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai. Uh, Toxic Attraction is Mandy Rose, and I, sorry, I forget the other two uh, newer young girls' names. Um, so that should be a good match. And then the men's War Games match is literally people who have been there and these new cats. Uh, you got Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, and L.A. Knight, who have called themselves Team Black and Gold, basically, <laughs> uh, versus Team 2.0, uh, captained by Braun Breaker, who is Rick Steiner's son, Scott Steiner's nephew. And he looks like them, talks like them, like, it's weird. Uh, so, Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Tony D'Angelo, and Grayson Waller. Is he yeah. related to Darren Waller? Negative. He's a, he's, he's a white. White? He's one of the whites? He's white, and I think he's British, too. So, I'm, I think it's a fair guess to say No. Um, but yeah, so that's that. WWE's continuing to suck, whereas AEW is not. I do quickly want to go over a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, we didn't have an episode to really talk about it. The AEW uh, full gear pay per view that they had live as fuck. Um, honestly, it, it was incredible. And, and before I get into this, uh, next week I'm going to go over the nominees for. Uh, the WWE awards. Well, actually I'm not going to go over them. I'm going to give them to you guys on the show here, the, the hosts. Uh, so that way we can 
get that together because coming up, we're going to do the end of the year awards. And I am going to say next year, we're going to incorporate AEW into this because they're having way better shit than WWE is having. Um, I just wasn't paying as close attention the first probably half of this year. Um, So, yeah. So that'll be for next time. Um, But anyways, uh, to start the show, you had in the opening match, Darby Allen versus MJF. Great fucking match. I love the dynamics between the two of them. Um, MJF gets the win. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, cheating a little bit. But uh, but he was able to get right. the win there and continue to be this pillar of professional wrestling that he claims to be. Um, and he is now <laughs> involved in a rivalry with CM Punk. And their verbal jabs with each other on the mic have been fucking have been- amazing if you haven't been watching i suggest you go to youtube and uh like they just let these guys go and have like a 15 minute talking segment where they're just going back and forth and it's beautiful from they're so good at it yeah um like last week last week was fucking incredible bro like (laughs) the promo was hilarious no (laughs) the fact that punk called this man a needle dick yeah, and then and then the whole the whole crowd the whole chanting. crowd starts chanting needle dick. It's great. <laughs> it's fucking great. I just I just like how like AEW just doesn't give a fuck, bro. Like like the announcers would be like, and he's just a bitch, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's just an asshole. <laughs> he's a real asshole. Um. But yeah, so that was a really good match. Uh, up next for the AEW Tag Titles, the Lucha Bros versus FTR. These guys beat the dog shit out of each other. Um, and yeah, you know, Lucha Bros won. Lucha Bros are dangerous, bro. Yeah, that dude's... Yeah, the bumps that. that everybody was taking in that match was nuts. They nice with it, bro. Facts. Um, nice with it, bro. After that, we had the finals for the world title eliminator uh, tournament where the winner gets a future title shot. Uh, it was Miro versus Brian Danielson. Another hard-hitting fucking match. Mm-hmm. Uh, beat the dog shit out of each other. Brian Danielson the dog gets shit, the win. Bro. The, dog the dog shit. shit. Um. Then you had a Falls Count Anywhere match, six-man, Jurassic Express, uh, which is Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and uh, Christian Cage versus... Oh, yeah, now they're the number one tag team. I don't know if yeah, you saw that. Versus Super Click, which is the Young Bucks and Adam Cole, baby. Um, really fun match. A lot of little fun mm-hmm. spots. Like They put on like thumbtacked knee pads and shit to give them knees to the head like it was good it was good it was very you know street fight-esque and stuff but everybody got their shit in um but let's see uh lucha lucha express and christian won the match um by doing the concerto to matt jackson of the young bucks um then you had a tag team match with guys who were all released from WWE. You had Cody Rhodes and Pac, mm-hmm. formerly known as Neville, versus Malachi Black, uh, 
and Andrade, formerly known as Alistair Black and Andrade. And um, yeah, yeah, man, Andrade ain't that. changed shit. Yep. <laughs> nah, he really didn't, bro. Fuck out of here, yeah. man. <laughs> Pac and, and Cody Rhodes won. Yeah, very much so. All of them are fucking <laughs> really good. Well, I could do without Cody Rhodes. He's all right. But yeah. um, he's a, he's a better executive than he is wrestler. But right, I know. I just it's good like for him to be there. Yeah, just not yeah. Be in the ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. He can get a shit in every now and then. Um, up next for the AEW Women's Title, uh, Britt Baker uh, defended her title against Ty Conti. Once again, really good match. Um, mm-hmm. All these matches were really fucking good. Um, I love I love the finisher that Britt Baker does because she's a dentist where she'll put on her her glove and do like a simultaneous cross face uh, mandible claw type shit. Yeah. Where she's holding on (laughs) to the jaw and like pulling your shit back like that shit looks fucking painful. Um, You had Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk which was the shortest match on the card, but low key was one of the best. Like they told yeah. a crazy story. It was like a 10 minute <laughs> was, match. Punk bled. Was a fucking fight, bro. <laughs> yeah. They, Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston. <laughs> what, you know what he reminds me of right now? He is a street brawler version of what WWE was doing with Randy Orton. As far as being a tweener goes where like the baby faces could get it. Heels can get it. I don't care who you are. I don't fucking like you. I'm going to fuck mm-hmm. you up. And, like, that's what, you know, because Randy can go so well both ways. Like, Kingston was clearly the the heel here, mm-hmm. yet half the crowd was chanting his name. Yeah. <laughs> and then now he's in a feud with somebody else, and he's the full-blown face in that feud. But, like, he hasn't changed what he does at all. He's the same fucking character, you know? He's not all of a sudden pandering or anything. No, fuck you to everybody. Yeah. Bing bong, fuck <laughs> your life. Like, <laughs> that's his shit. Um, so, yeah, no, so CM, no. CM Punk won the match, but Eddie Kingston's becoming that guy. I'm, I'm becoming a fan, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, the Inner Circle versus the Men of the Year and American Top Team. Uh, this was one of those just massive. Ma- this I think was more so for advertising purposes because you had American Top Team there just to get more eyes on the product uh, more than it was to be a technical masterpiece. Still a really fun and good match, um, you know, with uh, Jericho winning. Also, this was like uh, in the same place where um, Eddie Guerrero had passed away. Um, on the anniversary of him passing away. So, like, there was a lot of tributes throughout the night, like a lot of the uh, Three Amigos suplexes. Jericho, his, his finisher, he did the five-star frog splash and stuff. So there was a lot of tributes throughout the night to, to Eddie, which was, which was dope to see. Um, But then the main event, <laughs> Kenny Omega versus Adam Page. Wow. Man, Kenny Omega wow. is fucking amazing, bro. Mm. <laughs> and now, the fact that he's injured, bro. Yes, he did all that very much hurt, like multiple injuries. Um, <laughs> this 
is something I I hope WWE was watching because this storyline was two years in the making. This was a legitimate exactly two year storyline <laughs> where these guys hated each other, became a tag team, became One. best friends, won <laughs> the tag titles, lost the tag titles. They both went separate ways. Heyman Page got started going down a spiral of like depression and all kinds of stuff, thinking he wasn't good enough. He kind of falls in with the Dark Order, who kind of try to help him get his swagger back. Meanwhile, Kenny Omega becomes champion and is doing all these crazy he's like things. on top of the world. So like he's to be running the world, being this heel, and like Adam Page is just falling down as this baby face, and then they build him up. He becomes the leader of the Dark Order. He becomes like the saving grace for everything. And then he kind of disappears for a little bit because his wife had a baby. But then he comes back and wins a fucking match to guarantee him um, a title shot. And now it's him versus his best friend. And you know Kenny Omega, the ring gear he was wearing, was the same ring gear he wore the last time he was in a tag team match with Adam Page. That he's now wearing Bro. to fight Adam Page for this. Yo, like the story they told, you and then to have this Adam Page up, win, like, oh, such, like, fuck, man, why can't WWE do that? Hey, I just want to, I just want to say this song um, now. When I die, I need um, Buddha like to do like a whole narration of my life, <laughs> just in that voice. Bro. Nah, that, was, that was lit, bro. <laughs> listen, I, you man. see, you listen, you see how I'm sitting here, bro. Like I'm listening, yeah, like, I'm locked because, the fuck in. Because listen, because listen, you know what the benefit of this is? Is that everybody knew Adam Page was going to win going into that match. It was no doubt in anybody's mind. Nobody thought. Everybody knew Kenny's hurt. Kenny's going to relinquish the title. Like, it's it's over with here. But because they've told this story so well for so long, it doesn't matter that they know how it's going to end. They just want to see it and experience yeah. it and be a part of it. Because when he won and got that one, two, three, the fucking the- crowd went nuts. nuts. Chanting cowboy shit, cowboy shit. Let's fucking go, man. Oh, I get pumped. Sorry. That's all I got. I ain't got shit to say. Man, me neither. I ain't got shit to say, man. Let's just do these NBA standings and go home. Fuck out of here. Bing bong, fuck your life. All right. <laughs> um, let's just do the top eight. Um, if there's any teams that's close to the bottom, I mean... Oh. Can I just? I got something to say before you start. There was the biggest um, defeat in NBA yeah, history. Tonight. Yeah, I was gonna get to that. Yeah, go ahead. That's 70, 70 oh. plus points or whatever. Seventy six points from my lovely. No, seventy three. Seventy three points from you know the wonderful Oklahoma City Thunder with the youngest roster in the NBA, casually getting their ass beat with the team without John Murray. Oh, they did all that without Ja? Yes. <laughs> Mans did not play, bro. They won 152 to 79 without Ja Morant? 
That's yeah. nuts. That's fucking nuts. Beyond, well, another thing that's nuts while we're here doing updates, Pollard just ran for a touchdown. I don't see Zeke staying for very much longer. On a toss He's, play. He is the better running back right now on that team. Sorry. Zeke's not doing that. Shout out to Pollard, bro. This is what's gonna this is what's gonna blow this game open now. Yeah. 58 yards. That's what's gonna that's what's gonna blow this game open now because now they gotta respect the run. It's gonna open it up for 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 Dak. Dak's about to have like another two touchdowns off of that run. That's crazy. Anyway, let's talk let's talk about East West. Eastern Conference. Start at number this is very interesting. From number eleven to number six. Right. And this is I mean, this is early, so things might change. But I think it's important to talk about how competitive it is in the East so far from number 11 to number six. It's literally like a one game discrepancy. 76ers and the Knicks are at 11 and 11. The Hornets are number nine at 13 and 11. The Celtics are number eight at 12 and 10. Hawks are also number seven with 12 and 10. Cavs, shout out to the Cleveland Cavaliers, number six at 12 and 10 to start the season. Number five, you got the Heat, 13 and nine. Number four, you got the Bucks, 14 and nine. Wizards is at number three at 14 and eight. Number two, you got the Bulls at 15 and eight. And number one, you got the Nets at 15 and six, still balling out of control. Western Conference, same thing, except it's more 10 to five. With the one to two game discrepancy. Uh, number 10 and number nine, Nuggets, Timberwolves, 10 and 11, and 11 and 11, respectfully. Trailblazers and Clippers are 8 and 7, respect, respectively, at 11 and 11. Also, Lakers, 12 and 11, number 6. Grizzlies, 12 and 10, number 5. Um, the Mavericks coming in at 11 and 9, that puts them at number 4 in the West. The Jazz, 14 and 7, number 3 in the West. Warriors and Suns are both 18 and 3 with the Warriors um at number 2 and the Suns at number 1 with their no loss November shout out to D Book with the shout out to his team on Twitter no loss November All right we ain't really got no crazy headlines for you cuz it's the beginning of the damn season can you fucking wait till things pick up shit <laughs> And that boy Clay Thompson about to come back. That's what's Clay. That's that's my headline. Clay. Um, we need more Clay. I have a fever, see. and the only cure is more Clay. <laughs> oh, um, Michael Porter Jr. is out for the season. Um, he has nerve damage. And he's had that back Sometimes the nerve damage is lower. Lower He's had it since yeah. high school. It's about it's about time that they do that season in the injury. Hopefully that turns shit around for him because he has a promising career. He really does. For sure. Boogie Cousins is back in the league with the Bucks. Oh, Boog, baby. Ring hunting. Um, Let's get it. Joe Harris is out for four to six weeks with ankle surgery. Um, Kemba is officially out of the Knicks rotation. Um, the Rockets are listening to offers for Christian Wood. As you know, they do have the worst record in the league. Um, let's see what else. The the Heat and the Bulls lost the second round pick. 
um, because of the tampering slash you know, the trades for Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry. The from executives around the NBA said it's soft, and that was <laughs> that was the opinion. Um, Zion Williamson is oh actually his return has been delayed for a week, so never mind he's not coming back. Um, and Shea is in concussion protocol for the time being in the Thunder. I don't know who's worse, the, the Thunder or the the Thunder, the Pelicans. I don't know who's worse. Mm-mm. Or the Rockets. <laughs> all three. You can combine all those three, and they would still have a return. Pretty <laughs> bad. So, all right. So it looks like we're on an underrated bars of fame in this action-packed two-hour show. Love it. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when we miss a week, man. You know we're going to come back, and we got to catch up, and ziggity-blah, diggity-blue. Um, but anyway. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah, you know the vibes. Um, underrated bars of fame because I've been singing this song all goddamn week is going to be easy on me by Adele because I said so. Oh, gosh, okay. Because I said so. Adele. There ain't no gold in this river that I've been washing my hands in forever. I know there is hope in these waters, but I can't bring myself to swim. When I'm drowning in this silence, baby, let me in. Go easy on me, baby. I was still a child. Didn't get the chance to feel the world around me. I had no time to choose what I chose to do. So go easy on me. There ain't no room for things to change. We are both so deeply stuck in our ways. You can't deny how hard I've tried. I changed who I was to put you both first, but now I give up. Go easy on me, baby. I was still a child, didn't get the chance to feel the world around me, had no time to choose what I chose to do, so go easy on me. I had good intentions and the highest hopes, but I know right now that probably doesn't even show. Go easy on me, baby. I was still a child. I didn't get the chance to feel the world around me. I had no time to choose what I chose to do, so go easy on me. Underrated bars of fame. Easy on me. Adele. What kind of laptop do I have? Adele. Buddha. 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 Where can they reach us on email? Ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. Instagram. Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. Twitter. Balls underscore podcast. Hey, with that being said, we're done. For the 212th time, man, we appreciate y'all for listening to us. Could be listening to any other sports podcast in the world, but you're listening to us and we really appreciate that. Just keep giving us these picks and these listens to vibe to, and we're going to keep giving you this bomb ass content to ride to and vibe to potentially get high to. Like Wheezy, we out of here. Yeah, bye, hoes. See you later. I just hope Aaron Rodgers is listening. He's definitely listening.